Hi guys, I'm Lily and I'm the host for Talking Teens. Talking Teens is a podcast that talks about lots of different issues and adversity that teens face today. It gives tips and advice on how to deal with and overcome certain adversity, as well as being a podcast that teens feel they can relate to. I want teens to feel as if the issues they are going through matter. So sit back, relax and enjoy the next episode. Hello everybody, welcome or welcome back to another episode of Talking Teens. Thank you all for clicking onto this episode and tuning in. I really hope you guys enjoy it. Okay, so I am going to be telling you things to stop doing for 2020. Things to quit in 2020. I'm so excited to do this. I am so pumped. I've been like wanting to do it for a few weeks now, but I wanted to make sure that I do it like right before 2020 starts so that it's very fresh in everyone's mind and it's something that people can think about and start into in placing into their lives for 2020. Um, so yeah, I'm so excited. 2020 is just about to start. It's like just around the corner and I'm really excited for it. I'm also um, a bit sad because 2019 was a great year for me. I had an amazing year, to be honest, just like thinking about it, I'm smiling. Um, I grew so much as a person. I am so, 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 so happy. I've never not been happy, but I haven't been as happy as I am now. I'm so confident. Um, and yeah, I've just had a great year. This, you know, stopping school and doing online school for me has really worked. Um, that whole like phase of my life has really worked for me. It's made me grow in all other directions. Um, so yeah, I've, I've loved it and I am quite sad for it to be over and I'm quite sad for the decade to be over. I've really just realized that like the past few days, the decade is ending, like 10 years of my life is ending and I knew 10 years is going to start. Like that's so scary to me. Like, um, I've had some really good years. I've also had some really challenging years, but they've all like f- formed me as a person. And now these 10 years are ending. These phase of my life is ending and I'm going into a new chapter of my life, which is like senior years of high school. I'm going to be in year 11 and 12. So that's where stuff has to start getting serious. Um, I'm a bit nervous about that. I'm also starting a new school part time. Um, so I'm really excited for that because it's an awesome school and awesome people, but I'm also nervous because, you know, I stopped going to school for a reason and now I'm going back, even though it's a different type of school. Um, but then, you know, school's going to end in two years for me and then I'm going, you know, traveling, I'll be able to drink, um, I'll be starting to work properly, you know, I can start my dream job and do what I want to do, um, with my life you know, things like a whole new chapter is going to be opening for me. And I'm super excited, but also it's nerve wracking to know that this 10 years is about to start. So I thought what better way to sort of like get you guys ready for this new decade um, is by telling you things to stop doing, giving you things to stop doing, break those unhealthy habits, break those bad habits and make 2020 in this new decade the best years ever. Um, I know you can and I know for me it's going to be awesome. I've got so many doors opening for me and so many opportunities for me just thinking about it and I'm so excited for it and it's only up to me to make those opportunities the best they can be um, and I know they're going to be. I'm Oh, I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped for it. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give you guys ways because I don't know what your year was like. It could have been amazing like me. It could have been all right or it could have been pretty crappy. Um, but you've all made it despite any of that. And you can either, you know, go into 2020 with those same bad habits, same unhealthy routines or whatever it is, bad mindset, Or you can go into 2020 breaking those habits, breaking that mindset and have a fresh start. No matter what your year has been, even if it's been great, there's always ways you can grow even more. And I know for me, I'm not just going to sit comfortably and go, oh, I've had a great year. I'm just going to go into the new year the same. I want to like 
build myself up even more and grow even more as a person. I already have stuff that I'll probably tell you in this podcast that I'm going to be doing personally to make 2020 even better. But without further ado, let's get into this so I can start listing the things that you guys should quit in 2020. So I screenshotted these a list of these things that were actually on Instagram. And <laughs> I follow a lot of these like self-care pages on Instagram. And I saw these things all pop up. Um, and I, I thought they were really cool, right? And I, like, kind of, like, related a lot to them a lot. Some of them I'm just going to list because they're pretty, like, self-explanatory. Um, others I'm actually going to go sort of in-depth because reading these things, some of you may have even read some of yourself, but reading these things, you can agree with them and go, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, I want to stop doing that in 2020. But it's much easier to read and actually agree with than actually putting it in place in life and actually going ahead and doing it um you know maybe you're like oh I do want to do that but how do I do it because they're not explaining to you how to do it you're just reading a list of things that you should do so I'm gonna list these things and kind of explain to you how you can the steps and the process for how to do that so I suggest getting a notebook out or getting notes on your phone or a laptop or whatever um and start writing or typing the stuff down and whatever sort of stands out to you because even though the podcast is always going to be here for you guys to listen to, I think writing it down will be awesome because then you can make it into news resolutions or whatever you want to do. So yeah, let's get into it. So the first post says, and I screenshotted this, um, it says eight things to quit in 2020. And by the way, this is from a page called change begins with you and I have an underscore with the, between each word um it's a really cool page go check it out if you want more of that sort of uplifting positive stuff um but yeah it says eight things to quit in 2020 so I'm going to be listing these things and sort of explaining to you what they are and then I've got another post with a few more so the first one says trying to please everyone the first thing you should quit is trying to please everyone And the way I see this for me is being unhappy and trying to trying to make other people happy, but you're not happy yourself. Because I'm someone who does want to please people when I'm happy myself. Like I'm I'm too nice in some ways where I hate letting people down. I hate saying no to people. I hate um disappointing people anything like that because I know what that feeling's like I've had that feeling a lot by people and I hate that feeling so I don't want to make any other person have that feeling so that's why I'm so like oh I want everyone to be happy but that's because I'm also a happy person um I mean I've learned like where to draw the line I used to just please people for the sake of it and I wasn't happy myself but I've learned to be happy myself, but also be able to please people. And that's how I see it is trying to please everyone. By this, I think what it means is don't make other people happy and trying to please that person, make that person happy all the time or people, whatever it is, if you're not happy yourself. So if you're trying to fit into a crowd but you're not happy in that crowd and you're feeling like you're having to try and fit in with those people, change yourself with those people, please those people, then stop it. If, you know, you're even just, you know, you've organised something with someone and you're really not wanting to do it but you're just doing it to please them, don't do it. Like, if you're not happy trying to make someone... If you're trying to make someone else happy but you're not happy, that's what I think it means by trying to please everyone. You're not going to be friends with everyone. Not everyone's going to like you. You're not going to fit into every crowd, but that's okay. So don't feel like you have to. But the way you can stop doing that is just realize, what am I doing? What makes me happy? What doesn't make me happy? If I'm doing, if I'm hanging out in this group of people and I'm not happy, don't be with that group of people. And I can do a whole other podcast on that. Like if there's anything in here that you guys sort of agree with, but you want to know more about, contact me contact me on instagram talking.teens and i will do a podcast on it i'm also always open for suggestions but yeah 
if you're doing something that's not happy, stop it. Know that you're your number one priority. If you're not happy doing something and you're trying to please, but you're trying to please someone else, don't. Stop, cut ends, cut things loose with that person or um, distance yourself from that person or learn to say no to that person or people. Hopefully that helps. Number two is fearing change. So this is quite a good one. I am someone who doesn't like change and I think a lot of people don't like change, but I don't fear it. And it's something that you can't fear. You have to stop fearing change or stop being scared of change, not liking change. I'm someone who doesn't like change that much, but I don't fear it. And this is because fear, change, sorry, change is always going to be a part of our life. We are changing all the time. Ourselves are changing. People around us are changing. Sometimes for good, sometimes for bad. Our chapters in our life are changing. There's always going to be changes, but the way you deal with it is what counts. If you're fearing change, you're not going to enjoy change, right? And every time a change happens in your life, you're going to fight it and you're not going to make that a sort of an easy process for yourself. The way you can stop fearing change is when change comes around, whatever it is, even if it's big, if it's small, be open to it. Don't be scared of it. Don't fight that process and make yourself negative and unhappy about it. If you tell yourself positive thoughts during this, whatever change you're going through and having a positive mindset with it, then it will make the change and the process way easier. So for example, if you're starting a new school, for me, I'm starting a new school, that's a change. That's a bit scary. But if I tell myself, oh, I hate change, it's going to be It's gonna be so bad, oh, I'm not going to like the process, oh, it's going to be really bad, I'm going to be really scared, and oh, I'm going to be so anxious again, and all this stuff, then that's how I'm going to feel. But if I go, it's a new change, let's get excited, I get to meet new people, it's a new school, it's a great opportunity, um, and if... And also tell myself, like reassure myself, if you don't like it, that's okay. You don't have to love it. Don't lie to yourself, but don't be negative to yourself either. You know, that's how I do cope with changes. If you have a positive mindset with it and positive thoughts with it, then it will make the process easier. As well as knowing that you don't have to jump in in the deep end with change. You don't have to go head first in the deep end and go here's the change, I'm jumping straight into it because if you don't like change, that's not going to be an easy process to do. If you take it slow and do, you know, make goals within the change that you're doing, if it's big or small, um, it will make the changing, the process of change way easier Um, and reward yourself when you reach, you know, each change or each goal that you make within that process, right? For me, let's say, joining a new school um it might be like I don't know uh like making new friends you know making that a process can be hard don't jump in first and go I have to be friends with everyone I would jump in and go okay you know go one day and sit with one group then the next day sit with another group or something I don't know I'm just giving an example but be open to change have a positive mindset with it if you're closed-minded and you're negative about it you're not going to like change but if you have that reinforcement and that positive energy and those positive thoughts, it actually change will be an easier process to deal with. Number three is living in the past. Um, living in the past is something that so many people do. Um, especially I think it's more like relevant to people who may have gone through something quite significant in the past. I may be wrong, but I feel like that's how it is. If you've gone through something quite significant and something probably that wasn't so nice in the past, living in the past um, can be something that a lot of people do. And how you quit this is by, once again, it's the way you talk to yourself. It's how you actually um, like change that process. So... If you're living by living in the past, it would be living in your past experiences, being that person that was in those past experiences, having the same mindset as that person who was in the past, meet by person meaning yourself, but your past self, 
um, thinking the same as that person, thinking, having the same habits as that person, the same routine as that person, same mindset as that person, um, that's living in the past. If you're living and you're living with regret for something that happened, or you're living with fear of something that happened, or the trauma of something that's living in the past. And I could live in the past, right? I explained in one of my podcasts about my anxiety and really, really severe anxiety. I could easily live in the past, live in that experience of being anxious all the time, having panic attacks every day, not confident, um, scared, not wanting to leave my mum's side um, thing. And I could have those same habits. I could have the same mindset of letting my anxiety take over. um, And that would be me living in the past, right? That's an example for you to sort of understand what, I, what I'm meaning. But I'm not because I changed those habits and I changed my mindset. And a way I did that was actually seeing someone. If you're living in the past because your past was not a great experience for you or you've had some traumatic times or something like that, a great way to sort of stop living in the past is to actually just talk about it with someone. Seeing someone for that is a great way to actually get everything off your chest. I know for me, talking, um, and this actually will be relevant to the next point on this list as well, um, talking to someone about those past experiences, about that trauma, about those whatever it is, those regrets, whatever, helps you so much. Talking to um, even a family member, a friend, um, I definitely recommend talking to a professional if you're feeling like you can't get out of that sort of that hole that you're in and that past experience, that past person. Um, I, re- I recommend speaking to someone, right? I, I saw a psychologist with my anxiety and I was able to get ways on how to push the anxiety away and get past that and grow as a person and if I didn't I would be stuck in that those ways and stuck in that person and the person I was so yeah I definitely recommend it there's in Australia there's lots of there's lifeline there's kids helpline there's beyond blue um red dog I'm pretty sure black dog red dog something dog um there's heaps of places there's yeah there's so many um in America or other countries, whatever your sort of like your helplines are, you'll know them. Um, you can chat to any of those people because it's free. It's a free counselling session. Or if you want to see someone face to face, chat to a family member. Or if you're old enough, book an appointment with a doctor or someone and someone to be able to talk about um, how you're feeling. But yeah, some uh, some simple ways for me though I can that I can give you for living not live stop living in the past is to think forward don't think backwards don't think in the past don't think backwards think about the future think about what life can be like in the future think about what you can be like in the future I think living in the past is thinking about the past but if you think about the future and think about that person you want to be and then it will make it much easier to be able to come that person. But if you're living in the past and thinking about that past person, those past experiences, you're going to constantly be that past person. I think that's a great, wow, I actually think that's a great um, tip that I've just said. So, yeah. Okay. Number four is overthinking. And this is something that I do a lot as well. Um something that I think a lot mainly girls do guys do it as well I'm not just gonna label it as a female thing but I think it's more of a female thing um and I talked a lot about overthinking in um my what do teenage girls think about podcast so if anyone wants to like a full in-depth in that go check it out but overthinking ways to quit overthinking would be to what works for me is when I overthink about stuff is actually because when I overthink about stuff, I can't. I start to get anxious. Depending what it is, it could be something really small or it could be something um, big. What I will do is actually speak about it. So you can't sort of... 
I don't think you can really quit overthinking because it's just sort of part of, you know, who you are, but you can manage it. And the way I manage it would be to actually just speak to someone. When if I'm overthinking about something, I start to get anxious and I feel like I have something on my chest that I need to get out off. And so by speaking to someone, that's what helps me. So I normally chat to my mum because that's sort of, you know, I'm around my mum the most and I'm quite close to my mum. So I'll normally speak to my mum if I'm overthinking about something or feeling anxious about something. Speaking to her makes me feel better because I feel like I'm able to get something off my chest um, and I feel lighter and I feel fresher. Even if I'm not getting advice from her, even if she's just someone that can listen, um, that makes me feel much better and I think it will make a lot of you guys feel better if you're able to speak to someone when you're overthinking. Another thing and to do when you don't have anyone to speak to is actually sort of be the detective in your head. Um, I got this tip from my psychologist was be the detective. When you're overthinking about something and overanalyzing about something, you cannot think straight and not actually, and you'll start having sort of thoughts that aren't real and thoughts that are over-exaggerated and sort of stupid. Um, so if you be the detective in this situation and in that situation, um, you're able to then go like, calm yourself down and go, actually, what's the evidence here? The way I'm feeling or what I'm thinking, what's the evidence of that? What can actually happen in that situation or what can, um, happen? Cause you know, if you're overthinking, you know, oh, what's going to happen at school today? And you're thinking of every situation, everything, you're going to get anxious. You're going to get caught up and you're going to start not thinking straight. So you be the detective and go, actually, here's the evidence, what is going to happen at school today? And lay that out so you can actually see what's going to happen instead of having these thoughts that aren't probably going to happen and running around in your head. Um, it makes you feel more relaxed and it stops you from overthinking about everything and overanalyzing any, everything. Another simple way is just by breathing as well, doing some deep breaths, um, mindfulness, check out the Calm app, check out Smiling Mind, um the bloom app as well they're all great apps for like breathing techniques check those out they're awesome and they help with overthinking and that type of stuff number five is being afraid to be different oh yes you need to stop being afraid to be different stop it it's not gonna make yourself feel any better don't care about what other people think of you and Obviously, it's easy for me to say that because I don't care, but, um, you, yeah, don't, you have to stop worrying about being different. You have to stop worrying about being yourself. I am a perfect example of being different. I have scoliosis, which is a back condition, and I have to wear a back brace, and this back brace is like a big piece of plastic around my back. I mainly wear it at night now, but I used to have to wear it, like, out to school, everywhere. Um, And that was different. It wasn't a normal teenage thing. It was something that was different. So that was standing out, pop, you're different, right? You're not normal, whatever normal is. There's so many things for normal. But, um... And going through that experience taught me that you actually can't be worried to be different. Um, you have to stop being afraid to be different. And the way you can do this is to surround yourself by people who embrace difference, people who are even different, um, people who are open to difference. And yeah, I, I know for me, when I found a group of people and my group of friends that actually all and like-minded people around me that all embrace difference, all are open to difference and all happy with difference, that made me feel really okay to be different, okay to be myself. Um, I don't know many other teenage teenagers who, you know, are doing a podcast um, and putting it all over social media and promoting it and all that, you know, that's different as well. I'm the definition of different. But... Yeah, surround yourself by good people and people who do embrace difference. That made the world of difference to me. I felt so much more confident being myself and being able to embrace my differences. 
um, was when I surrounded myself by people who also embraced difference. Um, that made a world of a difference. So yeah, if you're having people who judge you, you're having people who are judgy people in general around you, cut them out of your life because they're not going to make you feel okay being yourself and they're not going to make you feel okay being different. And there's like a, there's a point coming soon that will tell you how to cut those people, that will tell, that will tell you how to cut people out of your life that aren't meant to be in your life. But yeah, don't be afraid to be different. How you quit that is surround yourself by around people who are also different and who embrace difference because it makes you feel okay to be different. As well as just telling yourself positive thoughts as well and being positive and kind to yourself. If you're being mean and going, oh, you know, I don't like this about me or I don't like that about me or I wish I was this or I wish I was that, that's not embracing your differences. That's just beating yourself up. Number six is sacrificing your happiness for others. Now, I think this is, I kind of have already explained this. It's the same as sort of trying to please everyone. You know, if you're not, it's basically, yeah, I don't really have to go much into this. It's the same as sort of trying to please everyone. If you're going to make, sacrifice your happiness so that other people around you are happy, then you're not meant to be around those people, right? You should feel happy to be, be around, um be around your friends, you should be happy to be around your family and if you're not, then don't be around those people or talk to those people and be like, hey, you know, doing what you want to do all the time isn't making me happy or hey, going here, I'm not happy doing this or hey, I'm not comfortable doing this. It's really, I've already really explained that in the first point so I don't think I have to say too much more. Number seven is thinking you're not good enough. This is something I did all the time was I thought I wasn't good enough. Um, I just had a drink. I always thought that I wasn't good enough. It's something that like that was the most relevant thing for me was I didn't think I was good enough. Um, I don't even know why, to be honest. I think cause I don't. I don't know why I thought that. Like, I don't know because I wasn't really around people who told me I wasn't good enough. I had, I have a very supportive family. I always was most of the time, obviously there were people that came and go, but my main people that I thought that were my close friends never told me um, that I wasn't good enough. So I don't know why I felt that. I think it was mainly a voice in my head that was saying you're not good enough, a voice in the way I sort of, and the way I sort of was seeing life at that time was seeing everyone else is sort of better than me or prettier than me or whatever. Um, so how, how I quit this was once again, I think it always goes back to how you treat yourself and who you're hanging around with. If you're hanging around with people who are telling yourself and making yourself feel not good enough, then you're obviously not going to feel good enough. So cut those people out of your life. Distance yourself. Go sit with different people at lunchtime at school. Go message new people and see if they're free and want to catch up and be open to that. Um, Cut those people who aren't thinking that you're good enough out. But if it's yourself and your voice in your head, which was like me, being kind to yourself and having a positive mindset for yourself makes a world of a difference. For me, I have affirmations and things that I would tell myself that would make me feel and reinforce this positive attitude and this positive mindset. And an example would be would be to say every morning when you wake up or when you look in the mirror after you've gotten ready, say, I am beautiful. I am strong, I am brave, and I am enough. I say it in my, that to myself nearly every day, and I've kind of stopped for a while, but I'm, I'm, I've already made this a New Year's, New Year's resolution for me. I'm going to start doing that every day again. I'm going to be writing that down, and I'm going to be saying it to myself every day. I will stand there, I will like put, even put my hands on my hips, you know, you do the power pose, which I've explained before, you put your hands on your hips, you look in the mirror, 
you feel powerful and then you say to yourself these four things i am brave i am beautiful i am strong and i am enough if you tell yourself positive thoughts and do something so simple like that saying those four affirmations before you go to school every day or before you go out or before bed every night you will start those things will start going along in your brain instead of having the negative thoughts you will then be replacing those negative thoughts with these positive things so that's a great thing to do um to make yourself feel wanted and feel worthy and feel enough is by saying those simple four things every morning every night i know it helps me heaps or writing it down in your school diary or making it a wallpaper on your laptop or your phone having that there with you and number eight is thinking you have no purpose. This is something that a lot of people do, and I think a lot of teenagers do because you're trying to figure out your think, trying to figure out who you are as a person, trying to figure out your identity, and then on top of that, you're having to figure out what your purpose is on in life while you're at school and you're trying to, you know, just deal with everything else going on. Um. Yeah, it's it I I I totally get why people feel like they have no purpose, but the way you stop that is by not thinking that you have to have a purpose and have to know what sorry, meaning sorry, let me rephrase that. Saying thinking that you have to know what your purpose is. We all have a purpose and our purpose in life is to be on this earth. If you have been born and you're on this earth, that is your one, your number one purpose, first of all. So that's something that you can tell yourself if you feel as if you have no purpose at all. Start telling yourself that. My purpose in life is to be on this earth because it is. You wouldn't have been born. You wouldn't have been put on this earth by your parents, by God, whoever you, whatever, um, if you weren't meant to have that, if you weren't meant to be here. You wouldn't be put on this earth if you weren't meant to be here. So that's the first thing you can ta- start telling yourself is my purpose is to be on this earth. That's the most broad thing you can say and that's everyone's purpose in life. That's the one purpose that we all have. But then it can go deeper into being like what is my like my individual purpose? What is that? And lots of people can feel as if they don't have that because Maybe they're pressured in one way. Maybe they're not feeling good about themselves. Maybe there's just, you don't want to think about that. Maybe you don't know. And that's fine. I think, I don't think you have to know what your purpose is. I don't think you have to know what you need to do in life, what you're meant to be doing and how you're meant to be doing it. Um, I think what you need to know is that you do have a purpose. And that, like, I've already told you what that one purpose is. But just start telling yourself. You don't have to think to yourself, I have to have a purpose and I need to know what that is. If you just start telling yourself, saying, I do have a purpose and that purpose to be, is to be on this planet. um, I think that will make the world of, world of a difference, first of all, is by telling yourself that. My purpose is to be on this planet. Um, But another way to stop thinking that you have no purpose is to... Once again, telling yourself positive thoughts, being around positive people. Um, don't be around people who are telling yourself you don't have a purpose. Don't have that mindset of telling yourself you don't have a purpose. Have a positive mindset, positive people around you. But also to stop putting the pressure on yourself of, I have to have a purpose. Um, cut yourself some slack. We're teenagers, right? Some of you may be 16 like me. Some of you may be older. Some of you may be younger. You don't need to know your purpose. I know I do, but you don't need to know. So cut yourself some slack. If you just know that I do have a purpose, but you're trying to figure what that what that is, that's good enough in my eyes. If you know that to yourself that I do have a purpose, but I just have to figure it out, I'm going to figure out whenever I want to, that's awesome. Don't think as if you have to rush to it and you have to know what it is at 16 years of age. We're kids, guys. Like, cut yourself some slack. Okay, another one is being too hard on yourself. And so this is on to the next post now. I've finished those eight um, and I'm on to the next post. And this is by a self-care page and it's called Self-Care Dream. Um, 
and I've just screenshotted everything. They put quite a few in. Some of them I will just list and say. Uh, others I'll sort of give you steps. This one is being too hard on yourself. I think this is the same, sort of the same as thinking you're not good enough, um, is being too hard on yourself. And the way you can stop doing this is by caring for yourself, putting self-care tools into place. So once a week, um, you know, pampering yourself. So having a bath, putting some candles on, um, doing a face mask, shaving your legs or whatever, uh, whatever it is, playing some nice music, uh, painting your nails, whatever it is, pampering yourself, doing some self-care things that will stop yourself from putting too much pressure on yourself and being hard on yourself. Um, Another thing would be doing stuff you love, right? Stuff that makes you feel good about yourself. Sport is a great way, exercise, um, you're releasing those feel-good hormones um, into your system when you do exercise and you move your body. So if you do a sport, that's awesome. Even if you just walk around the block, um, that's cool as well. Do a home workout, do some yoga, Pilates, um, whatever it is that you like doing that's physical activity, do it because it will make you feel so, 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 so good. And it's a good way to sort of relax and just not have to worry about anything else. Another thing, once again, and I'm going to say it for nearly everything, is a positive mindset, positive thoughts. Don't tell yourself, I need to do, have, don't have these expectations for yourself. Because that's when you have these high expectations of yourself or other people around you have those expectations and you don't reach those expectations. That's when you are hard on yourself. And I think that can come mostly around school stuff. You know, when it comes to marks, if you study really hard on something and you don't get the mark you want or you don't do well in a test you can then be hard on yourself don't be and the way you can do that is just to once again like reassure yourself um with positive thoughts positive things even if you don't do well on a test be like hey it's okay it's one test it doesn't matter or I'll do well next time or you know where did I go wrong what stuff that can I do better next time you know do I need to do better planning for it? Do I need to study better things? Where did I get confused? That type of stuff. Um, as well as, like I said, sort of making sure that you're giving yourself a break um, and finding things that you enjoy and make you feel good and relaxed. Another thing is setting unrealistic goals. And that's like what I just said, sort of having those high expectations for yourself. If you're setting goals that you know that you can't reach, don't set them because you're only going to let yourself down. And I'm not saying don't have goals in life because that's so not true. I, guys, I have massive goals. I have massive dreams. I want to become an inspirational speaker and talk all around Australia. I want to open my own youth centre and um, change the lives of youth all across Australia. That's a big goal. That's a big dream. So I'm not saying don't dream big, but I'm saying don't be unrealistic. And I know to myself that that isn't unrealistic because I know it's something that I'm going to do and I can do. But if you're setting unrealistic goals, like this is really unrealistic, but like, you know, I'm going to become a millionaire in a day or in a month, then that's unrealistic because you're only going to let yourself down when you set those goals. So setting goals and setting big goals is healthy, is a good thing and a healthy thing. But have those little goals along the way that can reach to that big goal. That goal that is realistic for you and that you know in yourself and in your heart with hard work that you can reach. So for me, you know, if it's having a youth center, what can I, what are small goals that I can set for myself that will make me reach that big goal? And one would be to get involved in other organisations um, to see what how they work and what they do and see if I can get any work with them. And I've already done that. I already volunteer my time with an awesome youth organisation called Beautiful Minds. Um, and that's one step closer and I know I want to do stuff with them in the future. I'm also going to be helping out at another of organization called Stand Tall apparently I'm going to be getting involved with them next year so that's awesome like those are those goals that I've set for myself which are smaller goals even though I still have to work hard 
there's smaller goals that I can reach, um, um, and that will, that will let me get to my big goal. So yeah, by stop un stop un setting unrealistic goals by setting realistic goals and having little goals that can reach big goals, so that you're getting those stepping stones and you can feel good about yourself and not you're not putting too much pressure on yourself because you know you can reach those goals. Um, the next one would be saying yes to everything. This is pretty simple. You just have to know that, and that, like I said, I'm something that will say yes to everything or not say no, more likely, because I hate letting people down. Saying, stop saying yes to everything. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. It's as simple as that. You don't have to make everyone else ha happy if you're not happy. If you don't want to do something, you are allowed to say no. Simple as that. And I can't really, I don't know how I can teach you to say no. You just have to know in your heart that if you don't want to do something and you feel like you don't want to do it, you have to get the courage somehow to um, say no. And it, I think it comes with your head, you know, and that voice in your head that will is trying to tell you, oh, no, you'll let that person down or, oh, they'll feel really bad. They won't want to be friends with you anymore if you don't go and blah, 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 blah. Fight back and tell yourself good things going, hang on, no, I don't want to do it, so I'm not going to do it. If they don't want to be friends with me because of that, then they're not meant to be my friend. You know, being the detective once again and realising when you can say no and when is the right way to say no. Um, the next one would be lying to yourself. Guys, this is so good. Like, like I, my mum says this a lot is, and I'll say this as well, even if like, if other people are lying or you know someone's lying and they go, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. What I'll say a lot of the time is, well, you know what, mate, you're only lying to yourself. If you don't want to admit it to us, that's fine, but you're only, you know to yourself that you're lying. If you tell yourself, if you are lying to yourself, and, you know, telling yourself things that you're not doing or saying stuff you're not doing, even if you're saying those to other people, you're also saying it to yourself and it's not going to get you anywhere. If you keep making up lies to yourself to try and make yourself feel better, it's not going to actually get you where you want to be. Okay, I hate liars. I hate lying as well. Um, it's one of the worst traits I think that anyone can have. Um, we all lie, but I, I hate it. I hate it. And so how you can stop lying to yourself is to admit when you're wrong and admit when you haven't done something and be and know that it's okay to accept that and know that it's okay to have made a mistake and know that it's okay to not have done this or that. Once you know how to, once you do accept that and once you know um, how to do that and when you do that, it's going to be easy not to lie to yourself because you're going to be okay with going, yeah, you're right, I did that wrong to yourself or yeah, you know what, I didn't do that and I, and I didn't do it. Don't go, oh, I did it, I did it, I did it, even though you know you didn't. So yeah, and that only, that all starts with yourself. You have to be, you have to want to accept when you're wrong. You have to want to accept when what you're, the habits you have are wrong or whatever you're doing is wrong to be able to get yourself out of that and stop lying to yourself. No one else can do it for you. You have to be able to do it yourself. The last one that I think, one of the last ones that, um, is a really big point that I'm going to talk about is hanging around with toxic people. And this is the point that I said, I'll tell you guys how to stop doing. And actually the tips for that. Stop hanging around toxic people. Cut those people out of your life. It's 2020. Don't go into a new year with those people in your life. Cut them out. Um, I did that this year in 2019. And I cut two people out of my life. One that I knew I had to. But I kind of was holding off and I was kind of like, oh, I don't know how I'll do it. You know, I kind of thought it would just drift apart anyway because I was starting new schooling, which it did. But a incident happened with this person kind of quite at the start of the year, like March. Um, This person was being very nasty 
and putting all over social media and I was sick of it. So I stood up and I and I said to this chick like, you know, what you're doing is wrong and I kind of just stood up to, for myself and told her, you know, stop because what you're doing is wrong and I cut her out of my life after that. I straight away unfollowed this person on social media because I didn't want anything to do with this person. We kind of had a bit of a kerfuffle with it. I told her she got defensive. She said stuff about me, but I'm not going into that. Who cares? But I then realized, hey, I don't need this person in my life. And how I cut this person out was I unfollowed this person on all social medias. And this is what I recommend to you is to unfollow anyone toxic in your life off social media. Because when you're seeing that person post, you're seeing that person put their opinion on social media and stuff you don't like and you don't want to see it. When you're seeing that, you're only going to make yourself feel shit. But if we don't see it, you're going to feel better about yourself. So cut anyone out off social media. Unfollow them on Instagram. Unfriend them on Snapchat. Um, and yeah. But do it sort of the right way. Sort of... D- kind of don't just block them all and so there's no way of them contacting you do it the right way um it might that might even include you know having an argument with that person and could have you know for me I think what it took was to sort of have an argument and sort of stand up to that person and get a bit like feisty for that person to realize what they did was wrong and for me to realize I have to cut them out so I'm not just saying block them all so there's no way of them contacting you. What I'm saying is get do it the right way. So have a conversation with that person. Sort of say to that person, um, you know, if that's over the phone, I don't suggest doing it by text unless you really have to. Um, over the phone or even meeting in person, the first thing I would do would be to like just sort of express how you're feeling um being like look you know I don't think we're meant to be friends I would prefer if we kind of just distance ourselves don't say nasty things about them as a person because that's when they're going to get defensive and that's when it can come back to bite you in the bum um don't say anything nasty about them even if you want to and even if there is nasty stuff you can say about that person that is true don't don't lower yourself um just say, look, you know, something sort of along the lines of, I don't think we're meant to be friends. I would prefer if we just didn't hang out anymore. I'm not very happy, you know, in this friendship. And yeah, and you know, I know you'll meet great people. Um, but I just think, you know, our paths aren't, weren't meant to be together anymore. And I think our journey should end or something like that. Do it in a, in a right and responsible way. Don't start any drama with it. And then from there, you can then unfollow that person on Instagram, unfollow that person on Snapchat, um, you know, that type of stuff. That would be the best way to do it for me. And I actually sort of did that. I got, I, I think that's the way it would work. Obviously it's different for everyone because everyone's toxic people are different and the situation is different but that's how that's a good way that I think would do it in a civil way if you're doing it with anger and you're doing it um to try and make that person feel bad because you blocked them and you make them go why have they blocked me and doing it that way and doing in a revenge way in a selfish way like you're not sort of doing it the right way in my eyes anyway um so yeah after that you can then when it comes to like schooling and that type of stuff, if you want to get out of, you know, you maybe you've told that person now, but you know, when it comes to school and stuff, this is a technique that I was told at Beautiful Minds and they tell it to all their friendship, like in their friendship session for teenage girls, boys and preteen girls and boys. Um, This is basically how I would do it and how they explain it. Monday, sit with your normal group of people, right? Then Tuesday, go sit with a new group of people, a new friendship group that you want to sit with and make friends with. And then Wednesday, go to the library 
don't sit with any of the groups. Just go to the library or go sit under a tree and read a book or whatever. Um, remove yourself from all those situations, all those people. Then Thursday, sit back with your normal group of people. And then Friday, once again, go off with the new group. And then you can do this over a long, like a two-week, three-week period because it's then doing it slowly and it's doing it in a way where you're not going to hurt anyone. You're kind of distancing yourself in a healthy way instead of just completely jumping from one group to another because maybe you might go to that new group and not actually like it and realise that those people aren't my type of people. And if you just jump from one group to another, it's going to be much harder to jump back to a new group, to your old group of people. The way I did it when I was getting from one group that I didn't like and were quite toxic was... I would sit with the new group at recess and then at lunch I would sit with my normal group. Um, and then the next day it might be I'm sitting with my normal group at recess and then the new group at lunch. And I would kind of jump and do that for a week or two um, and kind of just slowly get myself into that new group. And for me that worked. And I wasn't, you know, doing it in a jumping – I wasn't doing it in a fast way. I wasn't doing it in a rude way. Um and I was still, yeah. So I think that's a great way of sort of, you know, getting out of a toxic group of people as well as I've given you tools on how to sort of get out of a toxic group into a new group. And I've also given you tools on how to sort of get rid of a toxic person. Toxic person would to be talked to that person individually. I'm just going to sort of recap for you. If you're wanting to get rid of a toxic person in your life or a a couple of people would be to talk to those people individually and explain how you're feeling and um, like communicate with that person. If you just go ahead and block that person on social media and be like, oh, I don't want that person in my life after a big fight or after you've realized you don't want them, you're doing it the wrong way. That's what I, that's what happened to me by someone this year. It happened sort of recently. They just blocked me and no explanation why they just started blocking me on social media and were really short with me on, um, message. And I was like, bro like what the hell like this isn't the right way to deal with it you know you're just ghosting me and that's not the right way that's rude and disrespectful and it's not giving the person even though they may not even deserve respect you're not giving anyone respect when you do that you be the bigger person so do it the right way mess talk to that person over the phone in person or over message if you have to explain how you're feeling and then after that unfollow that person on social media and that's something that I really recommend doing unfollow that person or those people because you don't need to see what they're doing with their life you don't need to see what they're doing especially if you have to try and get over a person even if they're a toxic person you're still having to get over them still seeing what they're doing on social media and seeing them hang out with people and doing going on with their life it's not going to make it very easy for you so Unfollow the person or people on social media. Talk to them the right way. Be the bigger person. Be respectful with it as well, even if they don't deserve respect. And when changing groups, change the right way. Don't just jump from one group to another because it's going to make it harder to then if you want to go back or something like that. I'm hoping that makes sense. I'm hoping I didn't really go all over the place with that. Um, But yeah, I've kind of made it as fresh and clear as possible. Um... And I'm actually going to do a podcast on like how to get toxic people out of your life because I kind of experienced that recently and I'm going to talk about like all the feelings with it because there's a lot of feelings that you can feel in that situation. Another one would be, and these are just little ones now that I'm going to list, that was kind of the the last um, big one that I would say. Little ones are to stop littering. Guys, it's not cool. Anyone listening right now, if you litter, it's not cool. Stop it. Put your put your rubbish in the trash. I don't want it. No one wants it ending up in the ocean. No one wants it ending up in our beaches, in our lakes, in our rivers. Put it in the bin. It's not that hard, okay? Or put if there's no bin around, put it in your pocket, put it in your bag, whatever. Don't chuck it on the ground it's not cool it doesn't make you cool it's gross and it's disrespectful 
Um, another thing to stop doing is not drinking enough water. Now, I know so many people who don't drink enough water and it's so bad. Drink enough water because it makes a world of a difference with yourself. At least two litres a day, guys, or at least eight glasses if you want to make it that simple. Um, a day, it's not, it really isn't that hard. If you carry a water bottle around school, that's automatically like, that can nearly like 700 mils to a litre of water around depending what size your water bottle is carry that around with you because that's for six hours that's like a good water water bottle amount to carry with you and then when you come home from school you can then have more but yeah please drink enough water a great way to do that is to be carrying a water bottle around with you I suggest not using a plastic one um and filling it up wherever you can if that's in a bathroom if that's by a bubbler whatever Um, another one is to stop complaining all the time and learn to be more appreciative of what you have. This is a great one that I've sort of done this year is to stop sort of complaining. I did complain a lot and that's because I wasn't like very happy and I wasn't in a great mindset and I found it way easier to complain than to be appreciative and be grateful. And this year I I practiced a lot of gratitude, um, for things and I'm going to do it more next year as well and year and year after that um gratitude is a great way and to be appreciative of what you have and a great way to do that is to every morning look around you know go outside if you have to look around you see what you do have and write that down say you know I'm grateful I appreciate the sun I'm grateful that it's summer or winter wherever you are um I'm grateful that it's raining today. We need the rain. So if it's raining today, I might say I'm grateful for the rain or I'm grateful the sun's out. Something so simple. Doing those little things makes it so much easier to actually appreciate what you have um, than be negative and complain. When you say those things, it just makes a world of the difference for me anyway. So I suggest doing that. Even if you have to get like a gratitude journal or even get a normal journal. I know a girl who actually has a journal and every day she'll write down like 20 things that she's grateful for and it's so cool so yeah doing that's really sick another thing to stop doing is to got gossip please stop gossiping it's not cool and it's something that I will say everyone does especially in school there is always going to be gossip um afterlife you know I think it depends who you're hanging around with and what happens um and what you know what sort of career you go into and all of that but while in school there is going to be gossip but don't be the one that gossips right don't get yourself involved in it I used to be involved in it and a lot but I'm now I realize you know it's so it's such a waste of time and it's so like it just drains yourself and your energy don't get involved in it like if everyone else around you wants to that's fine that's fine you know that's up to them but you be the one who doesn't get involved. You be the one who's a bigger person and realizes, oh, I don't need to be involved in that. I don't need to, um, uh, like be that person. It's sort of as simple as that. It's just not getting involved. If someone comes to you and wants to talk about something with you, say to them, hey, you know, I'd rather not get involved in this situation. It's as simple as that. Um, or if they, you want to listen, that's fine, but don't give your import. Just be like, you know, Hey, you know, you can chat to me, you can, um, vent to me, but I'm not really going to get involved. I'm not going to sort of give much opinion, you know, don't gossip about something. It's not cool. It doesn't make you a cooler person. It's just once again, going to come back and bite you in the bum later on. There are quite a few more here, but I don't want to like overload you guys with everything. I might even do a part two because there's so much more here that I think I could give you. But if I give too much, you're going to like explode and then you're going to think, oh, it's too hard. I won't do anything. These are the ones that I kind of related to a lot and kind of um like I think are the best ones for you to do. And some of them are quite easy, like, you know, stop, stop littering and stop eating, stop uh not drinking enough water those like simple things that you can do and then I've kind of given you some bigger ones that I think a lot of people can relate to and know how to um stop doing 
So yeah, I think that's sort of everything that um, I really hope you guys liked this episode. I, it was a super long one. I didn't realize. So I'm hoping you guys made it to the end, even if you had to split it up over two days or something. Um, yeah, but I really hope you enjoyed it. And I'm actually glad that I did do a long one because I think it's really going to benefit heaps of you. So yeah, I hope 2020 is an amazing year for all of you. And if you have a positive mindset and tell yourself it's going to be, then I know you know it will be, and I know it will be as well. Just want to let you all know as well that my DMs are always open at talking.teens on Instagram. If you ever need anyone to ch- uh, have a chat to, I'm always open. I promise I'm not just saying that. I always am. Don't be afraid to reach out to me. Um, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to do anything. It will stay between you and me. And yeah, just want to let you all know, and I hope 2020 is awesome. Bye.